Hello. You are listening to En Her Element podcast, featuring Maria Elena Madokin and Leo Kadia Chwafe. Enjoy the show. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Listenerland. <laughs> so, my- I've never said that. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> I'm going to toss it to Marletta and ask how she is doing because we are not in the same place. Um, I miss Marlena a lot. So, how are you doing, girl? I'm good. So, I sound like this because I. As our loyal listeners know, I decided to take a trip and live as an expat for three months. Um, And I feel like that's, like, kind of, like, not real. Not real. It's more like I went on an extended vacation. But I'm living in a small village in Holland, and I'm loving it. But, um, like, flights make me really sick, and I've been, like dead sick for like a week I've been here um in my apartment for exactly a week um but I just I have a cough that I can't shake off so that's why I sound like this but I'm doing good I'm excited to be here I'm walking every day I'm riding a bicycle um yeah it's like that's their mo their me- main method but of you didn't tell me you're riding a bicycle you just told me you're walking everywhere <laughs> so my face i did like a what because like i've i talked to you also you talked before i started recording but i talked to you last week too and you were like oh i'm walking everywhere i'm like oh my gosh that's like great but you didn't tell me you're just riding a bike <laughs> yeah i don't like it oh. i'm definitely i'm definitely out of shape and that's me trying to be nice and not do negative self-talk <laughs> Um, but I feel it. Like, I feel it when I'm riding that bike. Like, I see people walking down the road, and, like, it, these people, like, are not phased. They're like, nee, 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 and I'm like, <sighs> oh, my gosh. It also, it also doesn't help that I'm, like, it also doesn't help that I'm really sick. Yeah, so, so your body is just really out of whack. <laughs> I'm going to be using the mute button to mute myself because I am coughing like a person who has TB. It is not COVID. It is not TB, I don't think. Um, hope so. Hope not. I hope it's not TB. <laughs> and also, like, getting medicine here it was hard. Like, I just didn't know what to buy, and everything's in Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's how I am. How are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm doing well. I'm here. Um, by the time, of course, this drops, Easter would have been Sunday. I had a really good Easter. Um, I celebrated with um, a lot of friends with the community that we that we usually go to. Of course, Marlena was not there, but I went on uh, Sunday, and it was really good. I've I've just been I've been doing my thing. I'm also marathon training right now, which I need to pick it up. Uh, it's really really hard. Um, if you probably saw my Insta, if you do follow me on Insta, I did a half marathon and I'm trying for the full marathon in the fall. Um, and I haven't done really well with training and it's a lot of work and I'm exhausted. (laughs) 
I'm raising yes, my hand. Yes, ma'am. Listeners can't see me. Yes, ma'am. I'm trying not to interrupt because I've gotten I've gotten some feedback saying that we interrupt each other a lot when we talk. Okay, well we'll do we'll do the raise hand yeah. thing until we're in person again. And I also think it's just oh, I think <laughs> go 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 talk. I just think it's our cadence and speech, and like we're both from the East Coast, so we're gonna like. We're going to interrupt you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I do apologize that this is a amateur audio podcast of two women who are so busy and, you know, we're doing this because we want to just get on mics, uh, not because we're fans. Right. <laughs> but ma'am, you rose your hand. Was that it? <laughs> oh, no. What did I raise my hand for? I was talking about marathon training. What were you talking Oh, yes, I have. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I feel like a teacher right now. Um, will, this, will this marathon be in Kansas City? It will be in Kansas City, October 15th, um, which is also the couple days before my birthday, which is October 18th. And I'm turning 26 this nice. year, which I didn't like really like fully think about that until like a couple weeks ago. So 26 miles for turning 26. Um, I think this is the worst way oh. to celebrate my birthday or it could be the best way possible so um i'll give you guys updates on how that trade goes so no that's really cool maybe maybe we'll have to like document you on our instagram and like like as you're going you know because i i assume that i will be back in town yes yes you you better be back in town (laughs) Uh, I like it here a lot. <laughs> she does like it there a lot. So, yeah. So, I guess that's, like, the busiest thing that I've been doing, um, which is really great because it's keeping my mind off of things, keeping it fresh. And exercise is good, but exercise is hard. So, I'll, I don't know. I'll let you guys know how that's happening. All right. Hello, everybody. So, we had to re-record this portion of the episode just because my internet was being really really weird so in case when you see the editing there's like a shift know that like this is the re-recorded portion because my internet was off um but um marilena is here today of course and we're going to be talking about female friendships and the importance of female friendships and what they mean in our lives and i know we had talked with um bethany rule a couple episodes ago, I guess in this case be March, and she uh, talked about ice queens and the term ice queens that she coined was like women primarily in the workplace that put down other women. So kind of like a Debbie Downer episode, if you will, but like a very real episode. But I think I kind of wanted to like, I think we want to do the opposite day and talk about the beauty of female friendships and why they're important and talk about women who do actually lift each other up um so yeah marlena what is like i don't know what is like your viewpoint on like female friendships and you have a friendship that you really admire besides us of course um but like talk (laughs) besides us but like talk about in your life what what do you think that means to you so I think that when we talk about female friendships and we talk about women, we have to talk about the essence of like what women are mm-hmm. and what women can contribute to society. Um, one of my greatest joys 
is that I was born a woman and I am a woman and I love being feminine and I love um, the fact that I have the ability to give life and like every woman as well has the ability to give life. And um, the fact that in female friendships, like we're called to both be like sister and friend and mother and daughter all at the same time. And it's very interesting that I get that privilege and just realizing the women who've mothered me and the women whom I've been spiritual mothers, mother to, and just realizing how like that's very easy to do. Um, but it's also, <coughs> excuse me, something that we're, we're really called to. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I agree. I think there's something really beautiful about, cause I, I think when I, when I think of female friendships, um, and, and I compare it to all like my male, I compare it to all my male friendships. Um, and I think of like my roommates, I live with two wonderful men, Eric and Dan, they're lovely. Um, but they're, but there's a different type of friendship that I have with my female friends that are different than with Eric and Dan. And I think the beauty of my female friendships is like women kind of, you mentioned, have the ability to like, be like, there's a mothering aspect to it that I think it's really, really beautiful that I think ties into like the ability to be like emotionally like on my level <clears throat> and I think that's really for me that's super important because I'm someone who um is very emotional I think a lot of my emotions and I think that's something that women really know how to do really really well and I think I don't know I, I really think of like all my friends who like Sure, they'll like say all the facts and maybe like a certain situation or something, but there's something about being like, hey, do you need something? Hey, like, I know like you're going through it. Let me be here for you. And I think there's something about like a warm hug. I think that's how I I think of all my female Mm -hmm. friendships, like Mm -hmm. a super, super warm hug. And it's, it's really beautiful because I think, uh, as a, as a society, it's really sad that we, pin women against one another or there's mm-hmm. something like I know sometimes like growing mm-hmm. up in school sometimes you hear a girl say like oh like I'm one of the guys and usually sometimes it'd be true maybe you are like one of the guys right but I sometimes it's usually said as a way to be like oh I'm not like other girls I'm not super emotional and dramatic and I don't cry and do all these things but those are very beautiful qualities to have and I really hated when people said that because one it will put other women down but two I think it will like minimize the beauty and the ability that women have and uh I think there's something yeah no I, I don't I kind of lost my train of thought when I was saying it but no but there's something really beautiful about that and I think we like kind of demonize that a little bit of society but at the same time I feel like now I think we're recognizing the importance of female friendships. I'm not saying that it's like a trend, but I really think with certain situations, like, I don't know, like we had like Me Too that was coming out, right? And we kind of have people realizing, oh, like 
women should be paid equally for the work they do or like recognizing the hardships of like motherhood or like things like that right I think those big topics that have come out have also made people realize that one women are amazing women are great and two valuing those friendships because there's something about all of those situations and other situations as well that a lot of men don't recognize or realize or don't have to go through right yeah. and so it's kind of like this like solidarity thing and i think as yep, a society that's exactly, we're like, that's but that's exactly we're like it's like this shift in sister solidarity that's just like pause like it's you know and i've said this and i i will say this again this is one of my like go-to phrases and i think you like to post where i posted this on facebook recently but if you do not bring all women up, even if you don't agree with her, even, even, and I don't like saying this because I think every woman is beautiful, but even if she's ugly because she's unkind, because I think every woman's beautiful, every woman has a capacity for beauty and femininity. And this is going to be radical even for people whom in our Catholic circles, right? Trans women. Even if we don't bring up these these women, whether they were born female or not, if they identify as women, they're also at risk of the patriarchy. And so I now that I have alienated absolutely all of our Catholic listeners, if we do not bring all women up, no matter how much I disagree with her, no matter how ugly I think she is inside, because I don't think women are ugly on the outside, I'm still participating in the patriarchy. And if there's one thing that I refuse to do is continue to perpetuate the patriarchy and can continue to perpetuate racism. So not in my house. Try again. Not today, Satan. No, I'm laughing because I... One, that's that's it. Like we're, we're done. We're done. We we said it. But I think too, I I do remember that like the post that you uh had mentioned, and it it did talk about only like a select few of women that this person was like praising, like public figures. Um, I think it's po- fair to say what it was. It was a t-shirt. Okay. No, it's very This is very about female friendships. So let's tell the whole truth about what it was. I, we don't need to blast who it was. Let's just say exactly what it was and okay. why it broke up. Because I did want to talk about that. Because I, when I did see that posted, I was like, that's a really interesting point. So I don't know who the person is. So I came and blast them if I wanted to. But really, uh, this person had, like, I guess, made a shirt, or, like, posted a shirt with uh, the su- female Supreme Court justices, including Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who died a couple of years ago, as we know. Um, and it pretty showed, like, her, Ruth, Sonia, uh, Ellen, uh kbj and uh i think that might have been it but it pretty much showed all of them except for amy it showed all of the liberal women chief justices and that was right that's true so it showed all the liberal chief women judges including ruth but except for amy coney barrett who is a conservative on the court um and it was a nice shirt, but uh, Marilena's comment, which I did like, which was like, um, you can't, like, great shirt, but you can't, pretty much we say you can't alienate any of the women on the court because even if you disagree with 
her policies, her viewpoints, you are perpetuating the patriarchy, which is very true. I mean, I don't agree with all of her things that she says, but then again, she's also a qualified woman on the court and she was voted on. God bless her soul. God bless her soul. And she opened up doors for us like ways that we will never be able to even understand. I didn't believe in everything Ruth Bader Ginsburg said. I don't believe Mm -hmm. in everything that Ketanji Brown says. I don't. Mm -hmm. Right. Shit. I barely believe the same shit that I say from year to year because I'm an evolving person. (laughs) No, it's, it's true. And it's like, It's one of those things where you don't have to agree with everything that she says, but at the same time, one, there's a lot of people that look up to her and she is a woman on the Supreme Court, which how many women have been on the Supreme Court in the United States? She's also representing a great, a huge portion of women in the country as well. And her thoughts and perspectives are just as valid as everyone else. So by excluding her, one, you're excluding this achievement of this woman. And two, you're also excluding people who probably believe and look like her. And three, you're also perpetuating just the patriarchy. Like, we really should be supporting each other, supporting her in the sense of, like, she's a female representative on the court, which we always complain that we need more of, right? So female friendships, a lot of it's it's not excluding other people and making other people feel welcome and loved and appreciated and it really sucks because like women among the many gifts that we have do have this beautiful ability to bring people together right but when you don't use when you don't use that gift or maybe don't recognize that gift or just purposely exclude other women it it really sucks. I think especially in this time that we're in, like I mentioned, like we're really in a time where a lot of people are recognizing the wrongs of society or wrongs that have happened. A lot of those wrongs include women who have felt wronged, whether I mentioned like Me Too, Pay, Motherhood, all those things. And this is the time more than ever that we should be like holding hands, singing Kumbaya, supporting each other, supporting trans women, all of these things. And I'm not saying that there isn't a time and place to call a sister in, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, I'm not saying, like, for example, in that shirt, right? Like, I saw so many women in that post just berating the woman who created this. I was so mad. I was like, of course, I expect nothing less from the liberal you know, leftist, you know, incompetent, blah, blah. And I was like, but my skirt bitch. I'm going to need you to take a seat. And I'm going to show you how you do this kindly. Because there's no need for all of those words. Right? And I think that as women, we forget that our superpower is to manipulate the room. Whether we like the word manipulation or not, I struggle with it so much. In my current relationship, I struggle so much to not manipulate things to the way that I want them. Because I know that as women, that is our superpower. We can make anyone, man, woman, cat, dog, whatever, do whatever we want. Because that is our superpower. (laughs) It's part of, you know, we smell pretty. We make things look pretty. Like, we think in different ways. And that's, that's okay. Right? Like, that's okay. So as far as female friendships, I think that that's what I love most about them is that 
especially a woman who is in tune with her femininity, who is like, who knows how much power she has and knows how much power she has to concede to the other women in the room. I love that it just hits different. Like I hate to sound so colloquial, but women just know what you need and know how to take care of you, right? Like I'm going to, if you allow me, if I may, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) two quick examples. One is when I had a, have a friend, her name is Cammie. Um, She lives in Georgia now, but this was pre pandemic. So this was February, 2020. I was in a job that I hated, um, hated, absolutely abhorred it. Um, and I was on my way to work. It was a rainy, slick February day. And someone was driving on the wrong side of the road, opposite. Um, And I ended up in a ditch. I didn't realize how depressed I was. But when I ended up in the ditch and I wasn't dead, my first thought was, hmm, I'm still alive. And that was a moment for me that I didn't realize I had um, suicidal ideation until that moment. Um, This was the first time in my adult life that I had been suicidal. Um, I was suicidal a lot during as a teenager, but um, and then maybe maybe we can add a warning on this. Um, Sorry, we should have added a warning at the beginning. Um, But I was suicidal, and this was right before the pandemic. I hated my job. I was in a really bad relationship. And I'm not a person who calls for help. I'm really not. (laughs) I called the guy that I was dating. Hey, I'm alive, but I would like you to come help me, like in this situation. And he was a shitty-ass boyfriend, so I didn't expect anything more than what I received. He said, I'm busy. I'm sorry. I can't go. I was like, okay. So I called the tow truck, got to work where my friend Kimmy also worked. And I explained to her everything that just happened, the whole trauma of it all. She's like, are you okay? And I'm crying and she goes, and I go, I'm just not happy that I'm alive. And she in that moment realized like, okay, this is a problem. Like my friend just confided in me that she's suicidal She lives in an apartment by herself with her super adorable dog. And I know that Mary would never kill herself. Like, I I know that I would never kill myself. But I have fantasized with that many times. And Cammie said, okay. She goes, I don't even know if she remembers this. She goes, you have two options. You come with me into my house right now. This was a couple of weeks before the pandemic started. You come into my house right now with your dog and live with me and my family until I can sense that you're better or you check yourself into a mental hospital. And my response was, I'm okay. <laughs> like, I'm fine. Like, I'm not going to kill myself. I'm, I'm okay. And she said, no, you don't understand. These are your two options. And in that moment, in that moment, I was frustrated, right? But in retrospect, I felt so loved. And being with her and her family for, th- I guess, two months during the pandemic was amazing, right? Because, like, I was there and then the pandemic started and it was like, well, I mean, why leave? 
you know, like I was already there. And so, so yeah, so that was like one place where I really felt mothered and taken care of. Um, and that's just like a response that, yeah, male friendship might have that, but the response was like of a mom and a sister and someone who just like loves you on a deeper level. I don't know. Have you ever had an experience like that before? Um, I think of, uh, well, I don't know. I'm going to start crying. I don't know why. Um, no, I really think of my two college friends, uh, Juliana, who we interviewed before and Layston. Um, we all, we all went to the same school. Layston, I met my freshman year. Juliana, I met my, uh, sophomore year. Um, and we lived together for like two years, but I lived with Juliana, I think the longest, um, those two women are, I think, just some of the best women that I've ever encountered and experienced. And they're one of the the few people from college that I still keep in contact with. Um, but I don't know, I, there's just so many memories that I have with, um, I don't know, there's so many memories that I have of the two of them. But I feel like distinctly what I remember most, this is like post-college, um, so... Last year, I had, I had gone through, I had gone through a breakup that was like really, really bad. I was in a relationship that wasn't great as I look in retrospect, but it ended really, really badly. And I, I was like in a like a full on depression for like quite some time. Marlena remembers this. I was in depression for quite some time, but I remember Juliana and Layston like calling on me, consistently checking on me. I remember Juliana, she like. Venmoed me like ten dollars, like she's like go get ice cream, go get chocolate, go get whatever you need to get. And I think that's when I really, I think, realized the friendship that I had with them because like they both live. One lives now in New York, the other one still lives in DC, um, and I'm here in Kansas City. So there are miles between the two of us. But in that moment, when they like called and like check on me to make sure that I was okay and doing well, I really felt the love that I had from them. And I don't know, the ability, I think also what's really cool about like really strong, powerful female friendships is like distance doesn't do anything. That is what I realized. Like I I saw them last year in DC. I haven't seen them in a year. And before that, I hadn't seen them since I like, graduation. So at this point, it was like, what, two years but distance does not change whatever. And like the same thing happened again, like this year, like I, I went through another breakup this year and they like did the exact same thing too. Like letting me rant on the phone, being with me, talking with me. And like, once again, distance, that is like such a huge thing. We have like a long distance friendship, which I say is like so much harder, more than like a romantic like relationship because it's, <laughs> Because it really, really sucks, and I miss them so, so much, you know? Um, False. What? Oh, okay, 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 Marlena. Okay, okay. She's like, take back that statement. Okay, may in my perspective. Take it back. (laughs) Okay, as someone who hasn't been in a long-distance relationship i can't speak to that but this is very hard i will at least for me i will say that no it Um, is long-distance relationships are hard because like part of it is just like you want to hug your friends like i mean i'm not into hugs i know you are um but so i get it yeah no but it's 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 something like 
yes, I, I am very into hugs, but there's something sometimes I'm just like, yo, I want to rant with Julian Layston about this thing. But I mean, because of time difference, time difference and schedules and distance, I can't do that essentially. But I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm making the funniest of faces because one hour time difference is not a big deal. Get over it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm totally teasing. I'm totally teasing but <clears throat> but I, I hear you like it's it's just hard like when you have a friend that you know you just want to be with just want to have dinner with you know mm-hmm. I totally mm-hmm. get it yeah and we also like I think with our friendship too we also like the three of us we also did like we've kind of been long distance friendship since college because we all went and like studied abroad too I went for like a year so I went like the longest and like laced at one point which like china so like yeah yeah she yeah so we all and like juliana went to like south korea too so we all did like the long distance so we're like used to it but i want to give a shout out to those friendships because there's more stuff that we've done but um that i don't want to like share at the moment just because a lot of it's like private but the three of us are like irreparable um hands down those three will be my bridesmaids at my wedding if I end up getting married. So yeah, that. where that boyfriend at though? Hmm? Where that boyfriend at though? Yeah, I gotta find him. I gotta find my husband. I don't know where he is. So <laughs> so uh, do you have anything else to say about female friendships? I think something important about female friendships is that like it's something that I think about often is that um, there's this there's this one thing outside of like God and spirituality is that one thing I think about a lot is that one day the only thing that I have that's forever is to be a daughter like that's the only thing that I have that is forever like my identity because of like as Christians, we believe that we're children, beloved children of God. So from my conception, I was not only the daughter of my parents, but I was also the daughter of God. Like when, like when you think about it, like he, (coughs) he's, he was so much in love with the idea of who you are, that the only thing he can do is to create you. And I really love that. Like, I really do love that image that someone was so captivated by me and my flaws and my craziness that the only thing they could do was create me. Um, but I will cease to be a daughter to my parents one day. And if I do become a mother, and I think this is something I've talked about on this podcast before, is like I will cease to be a mother to my children. But these female friendships allow me to be a mom and a sister and a just a companion outside of my familial relationships because of my like because of my my continence because of the way that I was created. And so like this helps us enter into this familial mystery, which we all have and it's not perfect for anybody, but it helps us enter into familial love. So like when you have a friend who's like a sister, 
like your her children become your nieces and nephews her her family becomes your family right like how many times have I like spoken to your mom as if she were my mom because I love you like a sister I don't know your brother and sister because I haven't met them like IRL but I already feel this familial bond to them because of our sisterhood so if nothing else, if we learn nothing else about female friendships, is that they help us enter into the mystery of life. Even if our family of origins are shit, even if, you know, like, it's women who open the door for that mystery in a way that I still haven't understood. Maybe I never will understand, but I love living it because, man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> Oh my god! I just want to say I I'm, I want to share this quote that I found. Um, but before I say that, I just want to say my mom loves you so much. She calls you Marie Hélène. <laughs> so in French, Marlena I guess is Marie Hélène, and she had and she also remembered a girl named Marie Hélène growing up when she was in Cameroon. So she was like, her name's Marie Hélène. I'm like marietta and she she just calls you marietta but she loves you so much she acts about you all the time she's like is she okay in holland is she doing okay so <laughs> but um Those parents I, except for my own parents but that's because i've been defiant to them since i was six you know no big deal <laughs> family wounds no big, no big deal <laughs> no big deal no big deal but based on kind of what you said um i do want to read this quote um this quote I think it kind of compares it more to romantic relations, but what I liked about what you just said that makes me want to bring it up is because you said uh, being uh, being these female friendships helps you cultivate like familial bonds um, and like like kind of like mother bonds too. Like you kind of play all those roles in one if you do it well, I suppose. So I kind of want to share this quote. It says, so it's by Kate Lover. She's the author of The Friendship Care. So she wrote, wrote this book about female friendships she says i often say that my female friends are the great loves in my life because what we have feels that epic we don't often think of things in those terms because we are conditioned by romantic comedies hypervariant psychology even by our parents to think that romantic love is the ultimate achievement in human interaction and Romantic love was great, and all the, I think all these other familial bonds that we've mentioned are great, but there's something about that female friendship that can encompass encompass all of those things. And that is really beautiful. You know, you can it's be an like, aunt, a mom, a sister, like, kind of like a partner, a companion, right? It's, like, so crazy. Like, it's just... Yes, I have friend. I have tons of friends, and you were talking about how, like, when you were growing up, or we were growing up, there was this like, I'm, I'm a guy's, I'm, I'm one of the guys, girl, you know, and like, I can sling whiskey and drink beer and play dominoes and play pool just like one of the guys. And in fact, when I was so insecure in myself or so insecure in my femininity because I realized scared women, this was like maybe 10 years ago. Like you didn't even know this version of me, but I was so insecure in who I was and the power that I held within myself that I would seek those spaces because it was just easier because like, there's no pretentiousness. There's no, like, there's no need to actually be real. But when that need like, like surfaces, um, 
it, it, it's, it's hard, not in the way that it's actually hard, but it's hard to be authentic when you're not used to it. So, yeah. No, yeah, that's true. I feel like we, I don't know, I feel this is a really good conversation. I'm really happy that we did this because I felt like the last episode, Ice Queens, uh, it was kind of more like the negative side of just like how women are. And I think it's really good to talk about the positive and we just all like want to lift other women up and I feel this episode did it justice. I hope it did. Um. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, it sounded like it did. I know that I've got to go. You got your, you're the rest of your day ahead of you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to close with my sticker <laughs> on my computer, which I talk about a lot, but it's by, um, her name is Edith Stein. Her her non-baptized name was Edith Stein. Um, when she became a nun, she took the name St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross. And I hope that I can go visit her grave. Well, not her grave because she died in Auschwitz, but I hope that I can go visit where she lived the rest of her days. But the world doesn't want what women have. It needs what women are. And yeah, from some of my favorite friends whom I've never met in person because they're all the saints. <laughs> um, some of my favorite female friends to yours and to, to all of our listeners, like just be unapologetically you in your friendships and your workspace um, because you never know how your true authentic femininity can shape someone else's life. That's true. And with that being said, I'm Leo Kadia Chwafe. And I'm Marilena Mariquin. And this is Andra Elamon. Until next time, stay hydrated, take your vitamins, and be kind. And remember to always come as you are. Bye for now. Bye, guys. Bye.